Hello, hello. You're listening to For the Girls, Gays and Days, the podcast where two friends process their emotions concerning pop culture of note to the acronymed community. From film to television, music and more, we're here to tell you what caught our queer eyes this week. I'm Colt, he, him. I'm Alex, they, them. Welcome. Hello. (laughs) And Happy New Year. Welcome, welcome to 2023. Mm -hmm. This week we're talking the return of RuPaul's Drag Race and looking ahead to our most anticipated of 2023. Mm -hmm. Kicking things off, category is television. The ship that launched a multitude of spin-offs is back for its 15th season that sees 16 drag queens compete for a $200,000 prize and the title of America's next drag superstar. Yes. What did you think of this premiere episode, Alex? I had some thoughts. So I'm going to go bad to start and then end with the good. Okay. For me, in my opinion, it was too fucking long. So if you don't know, to the people who maybe haven't seen it, it's two episodes. And there's two lots of queens. And what they've done in the past when they have two lots of queens is give you one episode with one lot and one episode with another lot. With this bunch, they've, they, you know, there's, there's things that happen and they all come together and you end up experiencing all 16 of them at once. So I felt like it was just too, I wish everything was a little bit shorter, but I understand that 16 queens it's hard to do, which brings me to my next point. Too many fucking queens. That is a lot of queens, girl. And I just feel like we could at least cut five of them because at least five of them are repeats. There are some duplicates in that bunch. I don't know how people missed that. There's um, some literal duplicates. Um... Oh, shit. Which, which actually brings me um, to my happy points, which I, actually I'll flip it over. So what I really enjoyed were the actual stories of the duplicates, Sugar and Spice, they're twins. Everyone in this fucking season's from Connecticut. They probably are too. God alone knows why that <laughs> happened. Anyway. Did casting did casting take a holiday? Yeah. This year? Just... Did 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 someone did someone <laughs> go for vacation in Connecticut? I can't imagine why. But did someone <laughs> go on vacation to Connecticut and they were just like, yo, they got drag queens here. They got drag queens oh, here. Oh. I could get this. Yeah, I could finish work by 12 and get to the pub by one is what <laughs> somebody did with this casting. Anyway, but okay. So let me paint the picture for you. There are these two bitches. They're twins. They are teenagers. They're bored as fuck. They get dressed up. They go on TikTok. We eat it up with a t- teaspoon. They have videos that have gone viral. You've probably seen them or deliberately scrolled past them. <laughs> I have... I found them annoying. <laughs> I didn't like their stick, but I wasn't as much of a hater as some of the queens were and pretend that they'd never seen them before. Let's, like, let's not be a hater. They they do, <laughs> they are on your timeline. So what they did, which I really loved whoever was the story producer for these two kids, mm-hmm. because you started off thinking that they were in too deep, that they only which is true they've only ever really done things in their bedrooms in their houses they performed twice they hated it both times um and you think they're gonna get eaten alive and so we go on this journey with them they're disorganized um they're pushy they're loud they talk too much like me and uh eventually when you actually see them perform they uh you know 
Full house down boots. They're very tear the house down boots. Very very good for me. I think Spice is extraordinarily talented and could even be there in there on their own. I yeah, think I agree. But one of my favorite parts of the the two episodes was actually that storyline. I think it was brilliantly done. It felt mm. like you know you go and underestimate people and a surprise. It was great. Um, and I really enjoyed the challenges and the way that they were a reference to. The early seasons. seasons of Drag yeah. Race, yeah, which dinosaurs like me and you, Colt, will remember. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, I did not start with first and second season. I didn't start until about season five. So I, I, I mean, I know, I know it because I've I've watched it now. Yeah. I didn't start with it, but yeah. Well, that was love to see it. Your fault. They had a camera covered in Vaseline. Yeah. They had um, some talk about an upgrade in production values from that so from the actual season one mini challenge to this mini yeah. challenge. Yeah, huge I mean, upgrade. Brilliant. I thought Arianda was fine as a host. My favorite part was seeing the queens react to her. God, they love mm, her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I and I really enjoyed that. And I felt like the winner of the the winner of the whole episode was a worthy winner. I don't want to say it out loud in case you haven't stopped listening to this and gone to watch the two episodes, but she is a worthy winner. Um, mm-hmm. She walks that fucking duck. And I think I think it was really great to see how athletic these bitches are. They're an athletic bunch if they're not an original bunch. Sorry. What did you think? I have no complaints. So <laughs> I had a great time. I had a great time. I felt that I didn't feel that it was overlong. And I thought it was a really fresh take to sort of tease the split premiere, which we've kind of gotten used to now. Yeah. I was which I personally yeah. am not really a fan. Of. I mean, I liked it in season six. Mm-hmm. I think I liked it in Would you say season it was 12. <laughs> season six, and I liked it in season 12. Mm. I don't know if it was as effective, maybe last season. I mean, I, I still like last season a lot. But I I enjoyed that they were like, oh, we're going to do the split. And then they were like, no, we're not going to do the split. Here they all yeah. are. They're all here in this first episode. And I love being able to see two photo shoot mini challenges in one episode. Mm. Really I mini challenges. The dynamic between the cast, like you're talking about the sort of storyline building. I thought the dynamic between the cast was able to really carry that first episode. Mm. with introducing them all introducing little dynamics between them the sort of the storylines as you say around sugar and spice uh, around um mistress isabel brooks and mm. irene dubois mm. being like that sort of like shady queen and how a lot of the younger queens Don't look at that it. and they're not they're not yeah. used to that because they've only ever performed in their mostly bedroom. at home, in their bedrooms, yeah. in front of their cameras. And and that sort of dynamic between the new school drag, I won't say old school, but like more seasoned drag. If they're old, we're that old. That dynamic so was really interesting. <laughs> I thought that like there are a lot of there are a lot of really interesting characters. As you say, there are a lot of duplicates. It mm. is it's very twink heavy. Mm, it's very mm-hmm. young baby queen, mm. fresh off the internet heavy. It's very Connecticut heavy. Mm. Um, 
oh, I fell for poor Amethyst. She came in and thought she was the uniquest bitch. She was like, I'm mostly on TikTok <laughs> and I'm the only queen who ever be here from Connecticut. Uh... And then literally they ran in three more bitches from TikTok and three more bitches from Connecticut. <laughs> I loved whoever did that to her. Intentionally or not was just, oh, that was brilliant. So, so I was very entertained. I, I, yeah. I personally love the entrances. I love entrances. It's one of my favorite parts of the season. And, you know, with 16 queens, a lot of entrance it's it's a lot of entrance and yeah. i mean when i first saw that it's going to be 16 queens i like it was also just like god it's so many queens it's <laughs> it's, it's too many queens <laughs> but if it means that we don't have a situation like last season where you had half of the competitive episodes nobody went home because they needed to fill their episode quota if we oh. can get away with not doing that i forgot already that's PTSD. I'm happy. I'm happy if mm. if, if we get oh. one episode where no one goes home. Curl, you're if right. It's just one. You're right. Then okay. it'll be worth having 16 queens, five of which are identical to each other. And I'm not even including the twins in those five. Exactly. The photo stats. There's a lot of filler. There's a lot of filler. Mm. But that's fine. I'm sure there'll be very entertaining filler. Mm. As evidenced by the queen who went home. In the first episode, I thought was incredibly engaging as a character. She and was. was great TV. Out of drag looked like every other queer woman from Cape Town. Just yeah. every other white, every other white gay from Cape Town looks like Irene Dubois. So, you know, that was familiar. That's actually true. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do think the first batch of queens is stronger. I do. Yeah. I Out agree. of the two batches, I do think that. There's more standouts for me in that first batch. And I think mm. we'll see a lot of that first batch go further. Hopefully. Even though, ironically, the queen that went home first was in that first batch. But um, yeah. And then I thought the talent show was great. I I do. I do. <laughs> I have been an advocate for the fatigue over too many lip sync songs in the talent show. It's like, yes, of course, that's what most drag queens do to like make the bread and butter is, is lip sync. But I feel like the point of the talent show is to show something uniquely about you. And if the only thing uniquely about you is that you can do what you do every day to get your paycheck, it's maybe not super unique. And it makes certain, certain queens end up safe or towards the bottom because they just don't stand out in any meaningful way. I think that the the top three of the talent show, which were my personal top three, because mm-hmm. I was doing a little tally as we were going through, I was putting people in a ranking. My bottom <laughs> three did not match, I'll say that. But my top three matched exactly. And I think the reason that they were sort of top, even though it was three lip syncs, <laughs> is that they incorporated unique things about them. Mm. You had Marsha, Marsha, Marsha in- incorporate her ballet and incorporate humor and comedy mm. you had jacks incorporate this the jump roping and the acrobatics mm. which i personally i had kind of written jacks off seeing Jax. i did not have high expectations i don't know i think it's something about the thin villainous top lip yes there is a thin villainous that, top lip that like, i find slightly yeah. off-putting and makes me underestimate her but then she she shot me the fuck up because she she really turned mm. it out and flipped it over um and as you say, Anitra, 
walk that fucking duck and and Taekwondo, chop that wood baby. Yeah. and chop that wood and I'm love her I love her and I think she's also great TV as well mm-hmm. I think she gave some of my favorite talking heads the way she described um Princess Poppy as she looks like a lovely white lady <laughs> <laughs> made me laugh far too hard oh my god I died when somebody said um that mistress looks like a pizza shop owner <laughs> <On a joke. laughs> it's funny because it's true <laughs> Even did the editing was like hard cut. Yeah. <laughs> I think Mistress is going to be great TV as well. She I th- is. Her interview, like her press, her press junkets have been so great. Um, mm. I think she's definitely going to. She's going to. She's going to be drama, and I'm. I'm excited for it. It's true. I think it's interesting with the with the the talent show with the bottom two. Those performances. Uh-huh. Were they at my local drag show? I would lose my mind. Really? One of those that I number would say with the, was that number with the baby is so fucking funny. Yeah, the number with the baby was genius. That's not the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about somebody who can can carry a tune in a bucket. No, she wasn't in the bottom two. She wasn't in the bottom. No, she was safe. She... Lucy Laduca was safe. She should be. It was the. It was the the turnaround baby number and it was the ice cube and the iced water were the bottom okay. two which is well, why I, I say I mean, those two if I saw them at my local drag show I I they're hysterical they, they just don't translate onto drag race I think all the ice water one needed was just a script Time. rewrite not a complete script rewrite just to put a joke here a joke here and a joke here and it would have flowed because it's a great concept. You just need to make people laugh at the start so they know they're meant to laugh. Make them laugh in the middle to keep them into and get them to laugh at the end so they remember it was funny. Or it needed that time, which apparently, like, when she regularly performs the number, it's, like, six minutes long. It's long. Three of those minutes is just her trying to get the ice into the into the cup. That would have been so, funny. So that's the thing, is when you add the the, like... It's that sort of, like, British sense of humor a little bit, where, like, it's... It just, it's that physical comedy that just goes on and yeah, just goes on. That would have been really funny. Or I think, you, as you say, you could have saved it with some jokes. She could have like finished the glass of water and then just like discarded it and like drank from a bottle of vodka. Exactly. Like you, you got to something just to like punch it in a bit. That's how I feel because American audiences, the big difference that I've noticed with American audiences, you have to let them know what they're meant to do the minute you get on stage. Otherwise, they'll lose interest. They don't have the attention span to go with you. RuPaul. Place. You have to be Correct. very careful where you're when you're trying to be like weird funny because sometimes mm-hmm. it can really work like Willow Pill and yeah. sometimes you're Irene Dubois. Yeah. R.I.P. Rip. Will I be enjoyed missed. it. I, I, you know what I liked the most was that she thought she was being shady, and then Mistress came on, and that bitch, shit, she is a fucking pine tree. I've never heard the way that they were all so mad at Sugar and Spice for existing. <laughs> Leave them alone. They're young, dumb, and full of cum. Leave them alone. <laughs> I enjoyed it though because I really did feel like they they amped it up so that you went yeah. on this journey with them and they used Mistress's point of view. I mean, I feel like I've seen enough Drag Race to know that that is setting up them doing well. 
if they really hit home that someone's struggling it means they're gonna succeed <laughs> like if they're really like really amping up the oh they can't find their clothes oh no oh they're struggling oh the wig's lifting it's because you it then makes the oh but they turned it out that much more satisfying so why I, I, why did that bitch that take coming. off her wing and put on wig and put on this? RuPaul was so mad. To be 18. <laughs> to be 18 and so dumb is so great. Not dumb, like she was like, I'm not gonna ruin this wig. <laughs> I'm gonna put on a shower cap. <laughs> I literally sat there and I went, Oh my god, oh my god, this poor thing has no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh god. I do think that like the bitches who got like the giant fan got off easy. Compared uh, to the ones who got doused in water, I like yeah. what's the name? I wanted the, to see the, them suffer. The foxy lady whose full name I can't remember because it's seventeen words long. I just called her Foxy. Yep, the foxy lady. Yeah, she wore um, a fox on her chest, so she had like good. all those ostrich feathers, which are ruined. They're yeah. done. 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 But I like watching bitches money. on a. It's true, but I enjoy watching bitches <laughs> on a struggle bus. I enjoy watching. But then, to suffer. be fair, they got to meet Ariana in person for a while. Whereas the others got vivacious, who you know, lovely gal, but oh. apples and apple flavored <laughs> like chewing gum. Like, <laughs> um, I enjoyed it. I will definitely be back. I don't know if I'm rooting for any bitches specifics, like, and I don't want any bitches necessarily to go home. There's nobody that I hate. I mm. enjoy sort of the bitterness. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree that I'll, I'll, I'll agree that there's no one I out and out dislike, which is mm. new for me. I normally come out of an episode going, I want this one ho- going home immediately. And he tells me every single time. And then they make the top four. Yeah. And then the I last two seasons him. in a row. Yeah. When I watch it and he gets so upset and it's so funny. Whereas this um, season, I don't have that bitch that I immediately like get her out. Yet. So yet. yet. Yeah. There's there's time. We haven't, ha- we, as you say, with 16 queens, not everyone's gotten huge amounts yeah. of screen time. But yeah. I will say that I have, I've got about seven that I've now followed on Instagram. I mean, eight, including Irene, but like that seven that are still in that I'm excited to see what they've got. Uh, Anitra, for uh-huh. sure. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Uh-huh. I know you're less a fan, but I'm. I, I enjoy her. I wasn't sure about her until the talent, and then the talent, I got into it. Hmm. Good. The talent was very uh, good. Sasha good. Colby. Yes. Obvs. Obviously. I can't. Uh, Mistress Isabel Brooks. Obvs. Drama. Love her. <laughs> uh, Sugar and Spice. Just for, like, the story potential. For the inevitable, <laughs> inevitable them lip syncing against each other. It's gonna happen. It's not a, it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. <laughs> Um, and then Lux Noir London. I think she's mm, delusional, she yeah. delusional, unhinged, but also she's got looks. Yeah. So I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm excited. I love delusion. I, you yeah. know, I really appreciate people living in their delusion. Uh, there have been all kinds of queens that I've literally watched their entire career live in delusion. So it's just so great. Yeah. I haven't followed yeah. any of them. You're a lot braver than me. I'm not going to... It's like when your friend gets a new boyfriend. I'm not going to go in until... Well, I'm not afraid of... I'm not afraid of an unfollow button. So... I haven't had anybody that's like, oh, I feel bad for them. But um, yeah. I... I um, <laughs> a lot of them are just... No. Anyway, I'm excited about the season. I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good season. I'm excited to watch it with you 
independently of this podcast, we will, I think, revisit Drag Race when it wraps up, and we'll talk about the whole season at the end. Or um, if there's a big if there's a big event, so we're talking yeah, if there's, all... if there's a big shocker, we'll we'll revisit. But otherwise, okay. yeah, stick around. And we'll we'll talk about it in 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 a few months, and and see how the season actually turned out. As <laughs> as one of my favorite moments of the episode, I can't wait to see how this turns out. <laughs> <laughs> it was so stupid. It was so good. <laughs> Right, before we move on to our most anticipated, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. And we're back. And we're going to stay in TV land. And we're going to talk about our most anticipated television series for 2023. Yes. Right, Alex, do you want to kick us off? Tell us about some of the shows you're excited about. Well, it's a mix. Um, but I just want to say that a lot of them are on HBO Max, so God <laughs> willing, they're still in the world. Um, <laughs> uh, we got Velma on January 12th. Oh, yes, Velma. And Velma's... Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited about that. Um, HBO puts out really good animated content and mm-hmm. has for a number of years. And also has Harley previous... Quinn. Yeah, Hollywood's brilliant. I love it, and they so also good. have a good backlog of previous Warner Brother um, IPs yeah. that that are really good. Um, like Batman oh. Beyond is on there, and hmm. but that's one of my favorite uh, shows ever. I love Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, Velma should be really good. Um, not only is she queer, but we do kind of get the the spooky yuki without yeah. it being too spooky yuki yeah. and. Obviously, the the previews of it have sounded good, and it mm. sounds like it's going to be a banger. Um, yeah. And then my next one is from the PlayStation video game, The Last of Us. That's on my list as well. <laughs> very excited. Very excited. It comes out January 15th. Yeah, HBO just Max. around the corner. Yeah. And it... I cannot wait to see what they do. I played the video game. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Um, obviously, there's a lot of there's a lot of material at the video game for for them to continue for a long time. I just hope they yeah. start off strong. And I'm and, I'm yeah. hoping that they don't stretch it out too much. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want them to like burn through everything, but yeah. I also don't want them to like take their time. I don't want I don't want this to be like a Walking Dead situation. <laughs> like yeah, yeah let's let's keep the party going yeah but don't rush me through don't give me the last two seasons of game of thrones i don't yeah. want this kind of they've got to really treat the line which is very tough to do and it's very easy to criticize i suppose when there's an existing work that it references yeah um, that we have strong feelings about but what i really enjoyed about the game is that you never really knew what was going to happen next i didn't Mm, mm -hmm. and that's what kept me into it and Mm. the actual characters too yeah i think we were incredibly well fleshed out and incredibly well written uh, and people that you that you want to live in the last days with so (laughs) i i'm really looking forward to that yeah and then um on a totally different streaming service 
and a little bit lighter with Natasha Lyonne on the 26th of January on Peacock. This is also on my list. Poker Face, yeah. Yeah, from Ryan Johnson, yeah, uh, writer-director of, among many others, The Knives Out and Glass Onion, Mm. Benoit Blanc Mysteries. Yeah, and he's doing Mysteries 2 with this one, but in a very different way, and... The great thing about Natasha Lyonne is that I could watch her read a phone book. So where I might have reservations about the other two that I've just mentioned, I have no fears. I, if they wanted me to buy all of the episodes up front, I would. That woman, she's got it, folks. Would you pay someone who's who's basically like a human lie detector? Yeah. Yeah. So I I just, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be great TV. I think. Yeah, Ryan Johnson and Mysteries are just like a match made in heaven. And when you add Natasha Leon and you add some of the some of the supporting cast and some of the guest cast that's going to be on this on the show, I think I think it's going to be a smash. I'm 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 trying to lower my expectations so that I don't I don't go in too excited, but I'm so excited for the show. I'm so fucking excited for that show. Um, and then on February the eighth, we have Not Dead Yet starring. Um, Gina Rodriguez, no. which is um, episodic comedy, mm-hmm. and it's about a forty-something oh, whose life is a shambles. I yeah. I have heard about this. Who do based you know on a who, book? Off the top of your head, who's on the writing team or who's on the production team? I do not. Oh, you know why I'm I think I might be thinking about it is because of Lauren Ash. Yeah, well, Lauren, Lauren Ash, Ash is, is going to be in it. I think the reason that I've heard about the show is I thought it was on the production crew, but I think it's because Lauren Ash, who is one of my absolute favorite podcasters. Superstore. She, she's a great, she's a great actress. Love yeah. her, love her on Superstore. But I think my favorite thing she's ever done is True Crime and Cocktails, the podcast she does with her cousin, Christy Oxborough, where they, they talk shit about their own lives and they also do incredibly well-researched True crime. analysis of specific true crimes i think yeah 10 out of 10 would recommend i recommend it to everybody i love that show so much sorry to go on a tangent it's not related to tv at all <laughs> but she's, i love no, that she's podcast. brilliant so she was in lauren ash it stars june rodriguez from jane the virgin which was a cw show for many years which i really enjoyed lauren ash with and she was on um superstore with America Ferreira, and um, as Colt mentioned, she also has a great podcast that you can give a listen to. It should be really funny with that kind yeah, of cast, yeah. and it's they've been working on it a while. I, I hope it's really good. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I love a comedy, especially with the success of Abbott Elementary. I hope people stop putting more mm. money into comedy because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, the world needs it. We're all fucking sad enough. Yeah. And then another one based on a book, just like uh, Not Dead Yet, is Daisy Jones and the Six. Mm. Um, which... I've seen that come up on a lot of lists. I don't know much about it, though. So I read the book. It's really good. Um, and if you love messy people who are creative. And you know I do. <laughs> are um, having a very tough time functioning, but are very good at putting up music, this might be the show for you. What I what I really enjoy about it is that it feels close enough to reality to feel believable, but all the storylines are blown out. So it's sort of a riff of what happened with Fleetwood Mac. Oh. Um, but it's not 
the yeah, story of Fleetwood yeah. Mac. It's, it's yeah. uh, definitely editorialized, a lot more exciting. Um, Sam Claffin is going to be in there, and he's lovely um, to look at. And there is a very short preview that's out now if you want to um, see it. But basically, mm. if you love 70s rock, if you love messiness, if you want to see people almost fucking up their whole thing, <laughs> it's the show. It's the show for you. Hope, Hopefully, March the 3rd, mm. Prime Video. Nice. Yeah. So those are the ones I'm looking forward to. Right. I had, Like I said, I had some of those on mine. Um, yeah. The Last of Us you have. Yeah, and, Last of uh, Us, Poker, Poker Face. Face. Yeah. yeah, I think my most anticipated show, and call me call me a Marvel shill if you will, <laughs> is Agatha Coven <laughs> of Chaos. <laughs> it's gonna be gay, folks. It'll all be gay. Again, this is another one I'm trying really hard to lower my expectations around, but like Catherine Hahn back as Agatha, mm-hmm. Aubrey Plaza, um, what's his name, Joe Locke. Emma Caulfield from Buffy. Um, yeah, back again. Yeah, oh, returning so she from Division. Oh, she's good. Yeah. Patty Lapone also. Pat, it's going to be gay. Just want to say anything Patty oh, Lapone yeah. is in. Like, it, it got me to watch the last season of American Horror Story, which was. You're brave. You're brave I mean, man. when I say I watched it the last season of American Horror Story, I mean, I watched part of the last season of American Horror Story. But anyway, um, very excited for that. Uh, the other Marvel show that I'm excited for is Secret Invasion. What secret invasion? I haven't heard a lot about it. I knew about Agatha because I'm gay, but <laughs> I think secret invasion is sort of like it's going into sort of the scroll invasion of things and, and sort of realizing that people there's been scroll pretending to be human <gasps> it's for a long time. Gonna and be it, in it. and it's the be... whole thing of like you don't know who's 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 scroll, who's a who's who's an ally, who's an enemy. It's gonna be very espionagey, it's gonna be very mm. like spy drama. Um, you have a lot of the sort of supporting cast members from from some of the MCU films coming back mm. for it. Some of the not like the the big names, but like the the sort of interesting side characters who are sort of going to be popping up again. I I think it yeah. has the potential to be really exciting. Olivia Coleman's going to be in it. Olivia uh, Coleman. Amelia Clark is gonna is gonna be in it. Oh. I think yeah, it's. And those are just the ones that haven't like been in the MCU before. So those are like the new the new people. But I think it's. A lot of people returning. I think it has the potential to be very good. And I quite enjoyed the trailer. So again, that one cautiously optimistic about. Not quite super excited, but cautiously optimistic. I'm sad I haven't heard about it. I'm going to give it a go when it comes out. That sounds yeah. good. Another show I'm very excited about, another another Disney Plus show that we've seen absolutely nothing for is uh, Ahsoka. <laughs> I've, I've seen a fucking thing. What's that Yeah, about? not a single thing. So that's, that's a spinoff with Ahsoka Tano who featured in the Mandalorian season two, oh. but was like one of the main characters of the Clone Wars, which oh. was the animated series. I from, love the Clone from Wars. From a few years ago, which she's one of my favorite, like favorite characters on that show. One of the best things the sort of like animated shows gave us in terms of Star Wars content, I think has the potential to be, again, has the potential to be very good, could also be terrible, but like <laughs> I'm, I will be watching, is, yeah. is all I'm saying. And then I have a bunch of returning shows I'm very excited for. Okay. We get a new season of Ted Lasso, uh, which I not, <laughs> not everybody seems to be on the bandwagon. I, I think it's great. I think it's, it's a really joyful show that really happy. explores a better kind of masculinity 
that I think is is really is really great to have on TV, especially around like a football space, which having worked in a football space for the last few years, I can say is incredibly toxic. People might not um, expect that about you, but he does yeah, work no. in football folks. I've worked in, in the football space, not in football directly, <laughs> but in the football space. And and a lot of the people can be very, very toxic. And it's 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 good to see a different version of that. Um, that's true i think jason sudeikis almost like his off-screen chaos almost made me kind of want to go off the show i kind of like Uh, why so messy girl why i don't i want to know less we know too much about each other i know i love the mess i want to know everything and i and i i want to know it i want to know it all And it's not going to stop me watching the show. I'm probably gonna and that I think it's coming back for its last, its last season. I think this is going to be its last one. That was always mm. the plan, right? But they could yeah, I think so. They yeah. could fuck with it, but that was always the plan. Other shows coming back for their last season that I'm very excited for. Obviously, The Crown. We've talked oh, about yeah. this on the podcast before. It's coming back mm. for its sixth and final season at some point this year, probably towards the end of the year, uh, where we're going to see. Um, Events like the death of Princess Diana and the aftermath of that, um, likely going up to sort of deaths of the Queen Mother and and Princess Margaret, and I think it's the fifty year of the fifty year jubilee. It's around mm-hmm. then. I don't know, um, but yeah, it's the she last had a lot season. of jubilees. Please, she yeah. had a lot of jubilees. That's going to be on Netflix, uh, and then we have the the final season of all the second half of the final season of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm. which I know you've given up on. Mm-hmm. I still love it so much. I think it is such a delightful show and incredibly funny. I'll be very sad to see it go, but I think... It's good that it was there. I think it was like a... The fact of the that it's lasted it as like, long yeah. as it has, I think in sort of the age of like streaming shows getting let go far too soon, it's a show that's managed to stick around for a minute and I'm I'm grateful for that. And there's a woman writing it, a woman running it, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. a female star. Like I, I really like mm. that about it. I, I think I got over it when um, men started to feature more. I don't hate all <laughs> men. I just get over <laughs> men very fast if they're the center of a show, which is not something I want to work on. I don't think I'm going to change that about myself in this new year. So, and I yeah. support that. I support mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, as evidence of that support. My final most anticipated for this next year is the new season of Yellow Jackets. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot wait. I think it's such a spectacular show. I can't Broker. wait to see where they go with it. I hope it gets twistier and turnier and yeah, oh. can't wait for grown-up fan and and mm. other and other delights. So yeah, those are my those are my TV anticipated. Thank you so much. I knew you were going to say yellow jacket, so I knew I didn't have to say it. I wasn't really <laughs> looking for anything to come back necessarily, but yellow jackets obviously was, which you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew you were going to say it. It's our program. <laughs> right. Shall we move on to films that we're excited films. for in 2023? Do you have any films that you're excited for in 2023? <gasps> Do you know any films that are coming out in 2023? That is I feel like you're gonna have more to girl. offer. You're gonna have more to offer on music, and I have nothing to offer you for music. But <laughs> I just thought I'd check in and see. Do you have any films you're excited no, about? I don't have any films I'm excited about. I'm right. So well, sorry. I'll run through my extensive list then, shall I? <laughs> <laughs> he was ready. You knew. 
Good job. I don't I, I'm not so good with dates on on this one. I didn't really write down dates when I was going through this list, but I'm just gonna sort of run through some of them. Top of the list for me is Barbie. Oh, I'll join you there. From that Greta Gerwig, starring Margot Robbie and and a litany of others, so many others. I can't wait. I will be front and center on opening day. I'll I'll have pre-booked my ticket. Fuck Oppenheimer. I will be <laughs> <laughs> I will be exclusively going to watch Barbie. <laughs> I am I'm going to watch Barbie. I don't give a fuck about Oppenheimer. <laughs> but yeah, I think that I, it speaks for itself on that one. A couple of other sort of films I'm excited about purely just because of like who made them. I don't know very much about the films themselves. So I can't tell you plot. I can't tell you off the top of my head who's in them, but I can tell you they're from directors that I really enjoy. So we've mm. got Asteroid City from Wes Anderson. That's coming out this year. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah. There hasn't been much word on it, but it, it is supposed to be coming out this year. Uh, Next Goal Wins from Taika Waititi is supposed to be coming out this year. I love that messy bitch. Yeah, he's a great one. I do really enjoy him. Mm-mm. Didn't really enjoy his last film, as I've spoken about on the podcast before. Thor: Love and Thunder was, was not my favorite thing, I but it. It. it was dumb. But I have crazy. loved a lot of his films, so I I have um, not high, not the highest of hopes, but enough hopes that I'm excited to see it. Um, and then the last one from sort of a director that I really enjoy is Poor Things from Yorgos Lanthimos. Ah, uh, Yorgos, the favorite. Yeah, who's the director of The Favorite and mm. The Lobster that I also really enjoyed. Incredibly dark, cynical films that I, I really enjoy. I don't know what this says about me, but I, I have the best time watching a really dark, depressing, cynical film. As he long is. as it's got a little bit of wit and humor in it, I'm I'm there and I'm excited. He is. It's true. Other films I'm excited about, there's a litany of sequels coming out as well this year that I'm quite that I'm quite into the most anticipated possibly for me but also my most the film I'm most concerned about is Chicken Run 2 (laughs) I didn't know that was coming out I want it to be good so bad it's coming to Netflix at some point this year I want it to be good so bad I love the original Chicken Run so much I think it is hysterical I quote it on the daily Oh, Some more good. sequels I'm excited about. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which that's is the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse. I've actually heard uh, about that one. Yeah. I think I've I've avoided watching the trailer just because that's one that I know that I'm going to watch. And I'm like, I don't want to know anything. I just want to experience it. So I, I have no idea what, this gonna, what the plot's going to be. No idea who, who else is going to be in it, who's coming back, who's not coming back. I, I don't want to know. I just, I, I will be there. I'll be there to watch it. I also avoided watching the trailer specifically for that reason. I think um, I'd rather not know because I know I'm already there for it. Yeah, if it invested movie, already. Yeah, Like, I mean, Babylon, I still don't know what that movie's about, so I'm probably not going to go to the cinema and watch it because the trailers I, even have been confusing. I, I will so, be, I don't know. because I, I love mess. So. <laughs> what is that movie about? <laughs> anyway, you were saying... Don't, no, don't care. Um... <laughs> The next sequel I'm excited for is Scream 6. I I really loved the last Scream. I thought it was great. I thought it was really entertaining. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll be there. I don't I don't need to know anything more than the fact that there will be another Scream. Um, this one apparently takes place in New York, which I think is exciting. It's the first time they're not, it's not in the sort of town 
that every other one has been in, which I forget the name of now, which is not great form. But I don't remember. Yeah, I will be seated. Um, I'm, I'm going to watch it. There's a couple more sort of like IP films that are coming out. The Marvels, which is the sort of pseudo sequel to Captain Marvel. Um, I hope so because I. But I've, also I've the pseudo sequel to Ms. Marvel and a little bit to WandaVision because we're getting Monica Rambeau. Is it Monica? Yeah, Monica Rambeau. Yeah, Monica. I'm very excited about it. I think I've loved how the director has talked about it. I think she has a, I'm hoping she has a pretty unique vision for it. She sounds like she's got a pretty unique vision for it. And I, I, yeah, I love all those characters. So I can't, I can't wait to see them all team up together. And I think who it, is think the it has potential to be really good. Uh, Nia DaCosta, I believe. Oh, she's good. She's genuine. Last directed Candyman, I believe. Yeah, I haven't watched it because yeah. I don't want to. Um, I'm. I get scared. You're a sensitive soul. It's not. It's not for you. Yeah. Yeah, I heard it's very scary. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Based on a semi-true story. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They make a pot and blocks out of nightmares in America. Anyway. Yeah. Um. The other sort of IP pseudo sequel film is um the new hunger games film the ballad of songbirds and snakes which is the adap- adaptation of the sort of hunger games prequel book which i really enjoyed actually i i thought it was a it was a really great story good story um i think it started well i don't necessarily know that it ended very well for me i th- i didn't think the second half was as strong as the first half but again i'll i, I will be sat and ready to I'll probably watch it too. I'll probably to watch it, it too. I just don't know if I'll go pay money for it at a cinema, but I definitely will watch it. Yeah. Um, and then there's a couple of sort of like I think are sort of more interesting. The, the next one certainly could be a, a huge flop. Um, or it could be an absolute hit, which is Wonka, starring Timothy Chalamet. Yes. Which yes. I think is like yes. a prequel to the sort of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Is that this year? Stories. I thought it was. I believe it's a musical. What? Girl, I believe it is a musical. Can that boy sing? Who knows? We'll this find out. A... We'll find this out together. I think is probably a better singer than him. Um, <laughs> interesting. Speaking interesting. Of, of musicals and singing, the other one I'm kind of my last sort of anticipated film of this year is the Color Purple musical. i know nothing i have not i've not seen the musical version i've seen like the original color purple but i've not seen the musical which was on broadway i believe it's an adaptation of that i'm i'm into it i would like to see it you watch it first and then tell me because i'm not (laughs) gonna go in and let's What's happening? I don't know. Do you, do you still trust my judgment after after the menu? <laughs> we have a little um, off menu at our tent about uh, the film called The Menu. Um, no, I understand why you liked it. Um, I just yeah. I didn't like it as I, much. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, right. Those are those are the films I'm excited for. Should we move out of music, which I have less to say about? I think you will have more to say about. Well, it's actually a big fuck off year for music. Um, mm. I think because artists have the chance to come back. I know and- about three yeah. albums that are coming out this year. <laughs> yeah, well, there's actually 
a lot of them in the pipeline. Only a few of them have solid dates attached to them. So we could, we're could we meant to have an album from Miley Cyrus, which everybody knows is coming out soon. It's yeah, gonna be, that I'm excited about. Yeah, it's going to be based around uh, 70s disco more than anything else. Love that. Um, which I love. The album cover itself, I think, stopped my heart. Um, it worked for Beyonce. It worked for yeah. Kylie Minogue. I'm sure it's going to work for Miley. So we have Miley with that, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, new album from her. New album meant to come from Rihanna, but, you know. Um, I'll believe that say? when I see it. I'll believe it when I see it. New album from Rihanna. New album from Paramore. Meant to be highly anticipated, very good. I'm excited about it. The singles have been good. Um, and... I really hope they continue in that vein. They've never let me down. There's no Paramore album that I think misses the mark. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking very much forward to that. In the more immediate future, we have Samuel Smith. They are coming out with a record that everybody has turned their upper lips up at. As I just um, did, yeah. <laughs> as he just did. I think it could actually uh. be good. They're a very talented musician. They can write, they can sing. Mm-hmm. And it, and I also feel as though the queer community has really been horrific to poor Sam. They have. They, they, they really, yeah, so. we, we've, let, we've let them down. But, you know, I loved, I loved their first album. It was a good record. My wife strongly dislikes Sam Smith, but I've actually interviewed them and they were lovely and we both have an affinity. I think they seem like a lovely person. They were lovely. We Don't both get have me wrong. Nando's Hot Wings. So that last song makes my ears bleed. It's true. It's true, and I also think maybe um, what happened was is that it got played too much. So I think that was that was a real kind of low point for them. There's also a rumor, unconfirmed, but I think it will make the world stop. If it is true, is that Taylor Swift is also coming out with a new album. Is it a new album or is it a re- it's a re-release of What's wrong with the re-releases? It's a re-record. I mean there's nothing wrong with it. I love I lo- love to see it, but I I'm not gonna get excited about it. Because I'm like, <laughs> it's the same songs. <laughs> well, you know what's great about it is when she adds when she adds things to it that make mm-hmm. it easy mm-hmm. for we could have the album the last album was all about um Jake Jillard Hall, but this new album New I think it's going to be an unpacking of the John Mayer incident, mm. which could be interesting if that is not your cup of tea. But you do like country and you would like to keep going on this road. Shania Twain, new album, 2023. More excited, more excited, more more intrigued by that one. We'll say. More, more there. If you want to pop your pussy, <laughs> I also have for you Cardi mm. B with a new album. Mm. I'm 50-50 on Cardi. I'm 50-50. I know you twerk to that shit. You don't have to act cool for the pot. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, Please, I don't think we're in any danger of that. But for me, I'm going to say probably my most anticipated one out of that whole lot. And there are honorable mentions. Kali, Kali Uchis is coming out with a new shit, which I really enjoy her um, her material. Um, did I mention Fall Out Boy? Not Fall Out Boy. We'll give mm. them a go for 2023. Mm. But the one that I'm most Blink 182. Blink 182 also, also coming back. Yeah. So it's it's going to be like 2006. But yeah. the one that I'm really looking forward to is Miley mm. Cyrus. I, I hope mm. mm-hmm. um, that 
it is going to be as big as I think it's going to be right now. It's all everyone can talk about. I'm so sorry to Sam Smith. And I'm so sorry so. to anybody else. But um, as it should be. Caroline Polacek is also coming out with one. Um, and I enjoy her, but I think it's definitely Miley Cyrus. Not, not familiar. I so have a hot, couple that you haven't feeling? mentioned. I have a couple what? that you haven't mentioned. And I only yeah. have three on my list. But hmm. <laughs> you haven't mentioned Kylie Minogue. <laughs> Rumored to, yeah. to have an album coming out. You should you should know me enough to know that that's what's gonna get me excited. <laughs> I didn't I didn't that, think of Kylie Minogue. That my list of three is ba- is Miley, Kylie, and one other and one other act that has an album coming out in like the next couple of weeks, which is Monoskin. Winners of Eurovision. I saw that. But do you like yeah. them for their music, or do you like them for something else? Oh, both, fully both. <laughs> yes, yeah. But they they are they are incredibly attractive. Yes, <laughs> I know. Yeah, well, three of them, but I'm not. I wouldn't say that's one of my most hotly anticipated albums, which again, we could introduce a new category called Do You Want to Fight? <laughs> I don't think they're the best. I, you know, I would go out and buy Blink-182 to give it a listen, Shania Twain, uh, Marty Cyrus, Cardi B. I would probably give these people a listen. Maniskin, if it's on the TV, I'll watch it. If it's a YouTube <laughs> video, I'll watch it. If it's on TikTok, yes, please. But to just listen... I've loved some of the some of those songs. I think the last song was not my favorite. Um, but some of the new songs that are going to be on this album, like Supermodel, I love. That was in my 20, 25 most played last year. Um, really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed a lot of the songs that were on their first album that sort of came out around Eurovision, I think. Yeah. Oh, it's not an album, but I'm looking forward to Eurovision. It really is yeah. highlight. Oh, it's so good, and it's in summer, so that that is something mm-hmm. good to look forward to. I think another thing, not albums. I know this was meant to be all about albums, but a big thing mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to are the tours attached to the album, which is attached to the albums, which is why we have, like I mentioned, a lot of artists thinking of coming out with albums because the way that they make money is to tour and to reach release merchandise around albums. Are you planning um, on going to some of these tours? Um, if I can, I'm gonna go see the Arctic Monkeys in September in Nashville. Um, but I can't afford a lot of these tickets. Grab, grab. I was gonna say because who can? <laughs> but I'm gonna watch all the videos on TikTok. It's gonna be like a baby. <laughs> I'm a pover. That's how povers live. <laughs> Vicariously through others. Exactly. Yeah. That's 2023. What we've got to look forward to. I think there's always surprises that come out of nowhere things you don't anticipate to anticipate until Mm. you get closer to it but yeah these are just some of the things that we both are are ready to snatch this year absorb into our souls Mm. we come here (laughs) (laughs) and on that note we are out of time so if you want to give us a follow on socials, we are at girlsgaysdays underscore pod on Instagram and TikTok. And join us again next week for another sip of queer culture. Cheers. Oh, cheers, my dears. <laughs>